sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMVU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. This just in, homelessness is still a thing. I know you're shocked. I know. I am too. I'm I, who knew, you know, I've been doing this show. I don't know a few times and, uh, I thought we would have solved it by now, but apparently not. Uh, <laughs> uh, people, uh, men, women, and children still living unsheltered on the streets of the richest, most Christian country in the world. Still a thing. Still a thing. Um, I guess it will always be a thing. I don't know. Um, well, you know, nah, I don't know that. Okay, so here's the deal. Humans are tribal. Okay. Um, just are. Like, and... I think an enlightened person would be like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of good reasons for being tribal. A lot of them because you can't, you've got to be able to make snap judgments of people. I'm sorry. You do. You can't do a, uh, you know, you can't <laughs> every time you, walk by somebody, you can't make a pros and cons list of all the reasons why you should or should not feel safe around a particular person. I was at a Zoom meeting um, this week uh, by run by a, a woman of color. Uh, I think her mom was white and her dad was African-American. Um, and that's a, that's an, that's a struggle in itself, right? Because she would say that her black relatives felt like she wasn't black enough and her white relatives didn't think she was white at all. <laughs> so she would find herself in this strange limbo area. But so, you know, there's tribalism right there. Like your own family's sizing you up as a little girl, right? You're just like, you're just like, I'm just this little human on earth. And the adults around you are running these algorithms to determine who you are. <laughs> and what they have determined is you are them. <laughs> we know that. Well, you're not. You know, you're not white. You're not black enough. And so, like, and if I'm misunderstand, I'm I'm as white as they come. So, if I'm 
not explaining this correctly or um, cruelly or in, you know, ignorantly, please obviously let me know. Um, but I'm just recanting what she told me. That's how she felt. And I've heard other people say it. Um, there's a rapper. My son likes logic and he had a similar situation. I, I think was his mom white. Yeah. His mom was white and his dad was black. And he says in his raps that his mom was racist. <laughs> she he said that she was, uh, she hated black people. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, all those people that are like, my cousin's black, my best friend's black. So what? Doesn't mean you don't, it doesn't mean you don't hate them. <laughs> How many people have you hung around that you hated? So, I mean, you know, so he had this whole uh, issue and he grew up in a, uh, pretty lower income area. And he dealt with all this stuff like, like the, the trauma that comes with low income, you know, drugs and, um, violence and that sort of thing. And, but like, if you look at him, he looks white. Let me make sure I'm and so he said, he's like, you know, people just think I'm white and, uh, he's, and so they don't realize that I had this childhood of growing up in a, you know, urban low income world. And so I mean, like, my whole point of this is that we're judging people, you know, we're like, we're like, Hey, logic. He looks white. I'm sure he had a fine childhood. Uh, that lady, she doesn't look very black. She doesn't, she definitely doesn't look white. Uh, and so, you know, like, and, 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 and we are doing all of this judging based on pigment, skin pigment. Okay. Like that's, what's crazy. And hair, if your hair is a certain texture. So, and the reason we're doing it is because how else are we supposed to do it? <laughs> how else are we supposed to size people up other than the way they look? It's a safety mechanism. It's a safety mechanism. And, uh, it's, I think under it's, it's, it's understandable. I think it's understandable. Um, because we don't know any other way to do it. We don't know any other way to do it quickly. Um, but obviously it's getting us into trouble. And 
I think that tribalism like this worked before uh, because there wasn't a lot of diversity of skin color. I don't think through most of history, you know, we did, we weren't globally traveling. Most people look the same. So of course that's an easy way to do it. Like you see somebody of a different skin color and you're like, Oh no. Oh no. Like, okay. Imagine. Okay. We do it. We do it right on planet earth, right? We do it like with pit bulls. Think of a pit bull. Now that's an emotional dog, right? That's a dog that exudes emotion from many people. Okay. I know that I just triggered you all. You all have something to say about a pit bull. Some of you are like pit bulls are completely um, misunderstood. They're some of the sweetest dogs ever. And some of you are like, yeah, my kid got mauled by a pit bull, you know, or a pit bull killed my dog. You know, like I'm scared of pit bulls, they say. So we're looking at a dog and we're making snap judgments. I read that they're starting to train like dog sniffing dogs in airports that have floppy ears because people have decided that floppy ear dogs are safer than pointy ear dogs. <laughs> so now they're like, well, we can't bring the German shepherds to the airport. It's freaking people out. So we're going to just get these floppy ear dogs that come around. I mean, they're still dogs. They have literally everything else about the dogs, their teeth, their dogness everything but you know people are happier with floppier dogs so we're do we do this all the time and we're doing it incorrectly right to think that a floppy ear dog is less dangerous than a pointy ear dog is just silly it's just silliness i think i don't know maybe <laughs> Floppy ear dogs are nicer. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But it seems silly to me as a non-dog expert for me to be like, oh, floppy ear dogs are okay for my kid to pet. But if it's a pointy ear dog, I keep my kid away. What? I mean, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh... Look at cats. You got a house cat and you got a bobcat. You can tell the difference. And one, you're going to be like, damn, I better stand back. That bobcat messed me up. How about bears? Do you know about bears, grizzly bears and black bears? Do you know the differences? If you're in bear country, you sure as hell do. You know the difference between a black bear and a grizzly bear because if you're outside and you're running into one, you need to know what to do based on the kind of bear you're looking at. <laughs> but does that mean that a black bear isn't going to F you up? Hell no. You're making pre that black bear could just be having a bad day. And he's like, oh, I'm coming for you. I'm sick of it. 
And you're like, but I thought you would be better than the grizzly bear. Not today. Not today. <laughs> um, this is how we judge the world by looking at things. It comes from a very rational, fair perspective. But now we got a problem. We got a problem because people that look different are getting spread all over the world. Uh, there was a lady that spoke up on this uh, webinar this week. Uh, she's Asian, and she was talking about Asian hate. And isn't that interesting? Like I did, I wanted to ask her if she's always felt that way or if it was just because of coronavirus that there's an increase. But how about that? That she felt, um, you know, that this is a big enough issue. And she's like an older, sweet little Asian looking lady. I think she said she was from China. I don't know how you could possibly be afraid of this little woman. She's just the sweetest little thing you've ever seen. And uh, but she's talking about how she's, you know, concerned about Asian hate. I don't know what her experiences were about it, but I mean, culturally we're like, ah, oh, now we hate Chinese people. They gave us the, the China flu. <laughs> like this lady sent over the China flu. <laughs> Is that what Donald Trump called it? I don't know what he called it. I don't even know who even cares, but, um, And here comes the biblical uh, <laughs> portion of the show. <laughs> Jesus came to say, hey, yo, 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 chill, chill on the tribalism. Okay, I'm not, you don't have to believe in Christianity. Like, you don't, I don't care if you, I'm just telling you from a, from a, sociological point of view, Jesus was trying to connect everybody. He was like all love for all people, all things, you know, like St. Francis is this guy, like, what did you say? Like father, son, mother, moon. Like he was like into this, into nature. Like apparently St. Francis, you know, is really well-known Saint, you know, like they based a whole thing, Franciscanism on this guy, he like apparently did a, he did a sermon once to the animals. Like he held a, a mass for the animals. <laughs> and so like, that's like what Jesus was. And we have, we have distorted that wildly. We, we refuse to let go of our tribalism and evangelicals in particular, which I have nothing against evangelicals. Some of, I have some, some of the most wonderful, lovely, Friends of my life are evangelical, but I'm just here to tell you that evangelicalism is trying to maintain that tribalism that I believe Jesus and many people believe that Jesus was trying to um, wash away. We don't want to let go of our tribalism. And 2000 years ago, Jesus, this guy was like, yo, people, we're all the same. We're all the same. God loves us all. Just chill. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. 
and we can't seem to chill. We can't seem to chill. We have a problem with chilling because we're afraid. And on top of that, our leaders make us afraid because it makes us spend money and makes us vote for down party lines because we're afraid of the Republicans. We're afraid of the Democrats. (laughs) I don't know who that Democrat is, but I know all I know is all Democrats are socialists. Well, I don't know about that Republican. All I know is all Republicans are racist. (laughs) That's the, that's the dialogue these days. Tribalism, tribalism, tribalism. And I'm here to tell you, you got to let it go. I'm not saying anything that wasn't said thousands of years ago and maybe even before Jesus. I don't really know, but I know for sure. That's what Jesus said. He's like, look, man, God loves us all. That's the good. That's why it's called the good news. You see the good news. Isn't good. If you have like, if only some people go, get the love of God. You see what I'm saying? That's not why it's good news. It's good news because everybody gets the love of God. You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to do a darn thing for God to love you. And in fact, you don't even have to be a good person. You could be an absolutely terrible person. Worst person on planet earth. Hitler. God loves him. Pedophiles. God loves you. Everybody. Genocidal maniacs. God loves you. That's Ken Hitler. You know, uh, doesn't matter. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And, um, and I think when you say that, like, you're like, okay, so there's a guy in the clouds that loves me. No, 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 no. God is consciousness. God is everything. The universe loves you. The multiverse loves you. The thing that encompasses the multiverse loves you. Why? Because you're cool. You're very interesting. I mean, you're nuts. Don't get me wrong. You're totally whacked out, but you're hilarious and so passionate about certain things and, you know, really interesting to listen to and hear and talk to, even though people, other people think you're like super boring and and tedious. And, you know, you believe that the, the, (laughs) the, the, the lunar landings were a lie. You're like, wow, tell me more. God wants to know. I want to know more about why you think the lunar. Tell me again. Tell me the story again, where you think the lunar landings are a lie. Tell me the story again, where you think the earth is flat. I got to hear it one more time. Like that's God. Okay. Like it's like people that love dogs. Okay. They love all the dogs. Did a pit bull maul and kill a child? They still love the dog. Do they maybe have to put the dog to sleep? Probably. Uh, Oh, this happens actually in the national parks. Um, I I, I got to spend a few weeks in the national parks. So amazing. So, so, so amazing. Um, And what they said is that like, they're like, look, these rangers like the bears more than they like you. They're here for the animals. They're not here for you. And if you feed a bear or antagonize a bear and that bear kills you, they're not going to give one lick about you. They don't care about you. But what they do care is they're going to have to kill that bear because you screwed up. 
And that was basically the, 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 the mantra. They were like, look, do not do all these things, you know, like this is how you, you walk through the woods, you know, you, 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 and you carry, carry bear spray and, uh, you know, make your, be allowed and don't scare, spook a bear, you know, don't sneak up on a bear. I don't know how you'd sneak up on a bear, but you know, that's what you say. You're supposed to say, Hey bear, Hey bear. Like, really? I don't know. Maybe they can't hear well. I know they smell well, I, but whatever, whatever, the better, better to let the bear know you're coming. So anyways, like, that's like God, right? Like the bear ends up killing the human. Now, God would love the bear and the human. But in this case, like I'm making the point that the park ranger is like, I am so angry at that human that I have to kill this bear. And they do. They kill bears. Um, in fact, when I was there, a somebody that worked at the park got mauled by a bear and uh, they had to kill the bear. And then bear had cubs and the cubs went to the zoo. They took the bear cub bears to the zoo. So anyways, uh, yeah, they had to kill the mama bear and then the baby bears had to go to the zoo. See, aren't you like, oh, don't you like feel that way? You're like, oh, that poor. Oh, that's so sad. Right. That's what God feels. That bear, okay, not only did the bear kill the guy, the bear drug the guy back to her den and munched on him like a snack, okay? This bear was fucked up. This bear had mental problems. That's not what bears do. This bear needed to see bear therapy, okay? Needed to get on some bear, bear Valium, bear something. This bear had problems, okay? But do you see how you're not angry at the bear? That's how God is. When you screw up, he's not angry at you. You're like, oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, okay. What do you think? Let's play this game. What do you think God or the universe consciousness, the all thought of Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Okay. The only countries to detonate in war, uh, nuclear weapons, the United States of America on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. What do you think? That's what I think. I think Jesus was, or God was like, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's like amazing. Like, holy cow. I, they have come so far, so fast. And then God felt, I am so sad for the people that died and the people that are dying and the people that are exposed to radiation and suffering. God feels it all, right? God feels it all. Is God disappointed? I don't know. I sort of don't think so. That's, that's like, that's where the tribalism comes in, right? When you're like, oh God, God's not happy with us. And then that's like what the old Testament was like, right? So like God creates the flood and drowns all the humans because he's pissed. Jesus was kind of like, mm, nah, eh, I don't know. And then even this whole idea that like, basically Jesus well, they, they like Jews like to do 
animal sacrifices to their gods, right? That was like a thing. And so the idea that God sacrificed his son is the ultimate sacrifice. You know, I need my son's blood in order to forgive the humans. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, that's not, I don't, that doesn't play out like the God I think is running things that plays out like a judgmental tribal, uh, God that society constructs and, and looks at and like pulls these ideas out of the air based on their beliefs, right? That they're like, no, people suck. And, we have to keep control of people. So what we're going to do is, first of all, we're going to say you were born sucking original sin because, you know, there was all this fruit and you had to eat the one fruit we told you not to. So, you know, you suck. You totally suck. Especially you women. You really, really suck. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then, then, you know, thousands of years later, hundreds of thousands of years later, incidentally, unless you think that Adam and Eve was the beginning of moving away from hunting and gathering to farming, which that sounds reasonable to me that that was what that Garden of Eden represents is instead of just, you know, foraging, you had to start farming. That's what I think the Adam and Eve story tells. But at any rate, but then so you're like, OK, so we have all, we sucked in the beginning and then we're like, uh, now God in order to figure a way to forgive us had to murder his son, you know, in a very, uh, sacrificial old Testament kind of way, you know, and I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that was the, what it was about. I think it was about like, uh, birth, death and rebirth. That's what Easter is. It's not so much that he needed to die for our sins. It's that like you never die. <laughs> You're never actually gone. You know, that's what science has proven that there is no energy does not get added to the universe or taken away from the universe. You don't die. You don't die. I mean, your, your current, structure as a human that disappears but you're not dead it's impossible to die in the universe it's impossible impossible and so um so yeah like i i just really believe that that's what the whole jesus story was about was like mm, Nah, I just really want you to know that like you're loved. God loves you. I love you. You don't have to tell me anything. You don't have to prove anything to me. It's just, it comes with the territory. It's like, it's like, like, you know, it's a lifetime pass of, of God love. You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to think of God. God doesn't care. God's into you just like a pit bull or a bear doesn't think of you, you know, like, 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 uh, you know, bear activists, love bears, but bears don't know anything about bear activists. And they don't know that people are like, there's PETA out there making pretty young women 
go naked to support animals or whatever. I mean, you know, like they don't, the animals don't know anything about that and the animals don't care. And the, and the activists don't care. The activists don't care. Why is it that God has to care? God needs to know that you appreciate him with all your heart, but yet some like 20 year old animal loving PETA supporter woman gets totally naked to support animals that she knows full well, aren't thinking of her, aren't thanking her. She's not going to get a thank you note from the animals, but she does it because she loves the animals. Uh, you, you take that, that, that young naked woman. I'm sorry. They just do that. They make, they, they dress up these young women naked and you know, it's provocative and controversial, you know, and uh, that's what PETA does. And, you know, you put her naked uh, out there with a polar bear and that polar bear is having uh, a pita snack. <laughs> the polar bear is, doesn't give one fuck what that lady is doing to try to save the polar bear. And furthermore, the, 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 the activist lady, she ain't mad at the polar bear. She understands the polar bear. She's like, I get it. I don't know how I was transformed over here naked onto the North pole next to a polar bear. That was unfortunate turn of events, but I'm not going to blame the polar bear for it. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it. And even if he did good on the polar bear, like, wow, polar bears have uh, invented teleportation to get snacks. She's never going to be mad at that polar bear. Never. And that's what happened to Jesus. God didn't kill Jesus. The people killed Jesus. And, uh, God ain't ha oh, sorry about that. He's not mad. Why? <laughs> God was mad at so many people. He had to drown the earth supposedly, but uh, the people murder his son. And he's like, ah, eh, now I love you. I mean, does that even make any sense? Does that seem like the same guy? No, it's not the same guy. Uh, because people are evolving and looking at, God through different perspectives. You know, like the Black Plague. People thought it was God hating them. You know, what did we do to anger God? Well, uh, you didn't invent um, <laughs> flea poison. So now God's upset at you because there's a lot of fleas in your house on these rats and uh, it's, tr you know, it's passing on this, you know, you should have invented. That's why God's mad at you because it's taking so long for you to build flea bombs. No, God's not, no. God's not mad at you. Just like, I mean, he's not even mad at the fleas. He's not mad at the virus. He's not mad at coronavirus. He's not mad at anything. He's not mad at anything. He's just watching and like totally down with it. Like, wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. I guarantee if we scorch the earth like we did in the Matrix, God's not going to be upset. Be like, what? They just annihilated themselves. <laughs> they invented the robots. They went to war with the robots and they found that the robots were, were solar powered. So they blocked out the sun and then they ended up killing themselves. 
That's crazy. Hey, Bob, you're never going to believe what happened down here on planet Earth. What happened? They killed themselves. How'd they do that? They turned off the sun. Why did they do that? Because they invented robots that were powered by the sun. Wow, dude, that's crazy, man. <laughs> that's what God's saying. <laughs> like, that's the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. It's like watching Jersey Shore or 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 any of these reality shows. You're like, what is going on? I got to watch more of this. That's what God says. That's what God says. I got to tune in next time. <laughs> and my whole point of this whole thing is we got to learn to let go of tribalism. So that's the next step. Jesus wanted to do it, wanted us to do it 2000 years ago. We didn't do it then, but maybe now if we can figure out how to use these social media tools for good and connection instead of isolation, which is seemingly how we're going, we're unfriending people that don't think are like us. That's, uh, that's problematic. <laughs> Do you think God's mad at that? No. He's like, wow, I didn't think that. I thought for sure they were all going to get together after Facebook. I thought MySpace was really going to be the one, but MySpace did kind of suck. You got to give them that. But Facebook, I thought it was over. I thought it was all going to be peace, love, and harmony over there. But nope, look, they're back at it. Now we're going to believe it, Bob. I thought that, that Facebook, what's going on? You know, I don't know what the name of our God is, but I know his friend Bob is his friend's God, the, the God friend over there. You know, he's never going to believe it, Bob. They invented Facebook. Oh, yeah, right. I heard about that. That's pretty cool. And I thought they were all going to get together. Nope. Nope. They actually got more divided. How did they even do that? Hey, it turns out you can make groups and you can unfriend people. They just unfriended everybody they didn't like. Whoa, that's weird, man. Yeah, I know. All right. I'll let you know. I'll fill you in next time. Okay. Let me know. All right. Good to talk to you. Um, <laughs> but maybe it's almost like the universe is trying to get us to come together. You know, like the hippies are all like peace, love and harmony, man. And you're like, yeah, you stupid hippies. They're like, yeah, those hippies did sound kind of stupid. You're like, Jesus, like, uh, Love your enemy and love your neighbor. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, that's really unrealistic. So then they're like, how about this Facebook where everybody can be together universally? Mm, nah, that's stupid. So my hope now is the, um, <laughs> the, the AI, um, the singularity. Do you know about the singularity? Here, let me get you a definition. The singularity. Uh, the technological similarity, also simply the singularity, it's a hypothetical point in time at which technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseeable changes to human civilization. According to the most popular version of the singular hypo singularity hypothesis called intelligence explosion, an upgradable intelligent agent will eventually enter a runaway reaction of self-improvement cycles and each new and more intelligent generation appearing more and more rapidly causing an explosion of intelligence and resulting in powerful super intelligence that quantitatively far surpasses all human intelligence. I think it's just going to be 
a bunch of AI making stupid pun jokes. Like it's just going to be like Muppets on steroids. Well, you see, this is the thing. Like you're like, imagine. So now we're kind of the gods of the singularity, right? We're trying to push this technology and we're like, so hopeful. We're like, Oh yeah, it's going to be like this intelligence explosion, man. And then you're like, Oh dude, turns out the AI just really likes puns. (laughs) Didn't they like read all of Wikipedia? Oh, they read Wikipedia every day, the whole thing, bottom to, you know, top to bottom. And then they just, yeah, they just watch Muppets. They watch the seventies Muppets. It's on, they watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> we should have never gotten the AI, the HBO Max subscription. Now we can't get them off of the Muppets. They love them. You know, like you don't know what's going to happen. That's like God. If, okay. So like, all right. So let's say the singularity happens like you know the 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 it does happen right there's this explosion of uncontrollable uh self-improvement and for the ai right and you're so excited because you're like oh here it comes we're gonna cure cancer we're gonna cure everything we're gonna live forever they're going to cure old age they're gonna do everything nope they just watch the muppets And that's all they watch. They don't watch anything else. They're just like, you almost wonder if they're broken. You go like, would you like to watch something else? Did you Knight Rider? Uh, Miami Vice? How about Gilligan's Island? Nope. Just the Muppets. We like the Muppets. And the entire, like the whole thing just stalls out because the super intelligent AI just watches the Muppets from not even new Muppets, you know, not Fraggle Rock, nothing, just the old Muppets just watches it over and over and over again. Have you watched the old Muppets on? I think it's HBO. Man. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's actually really charming. So sweet. They have really interesting guests on there. I can see why the AI would love uh, the Muppets. I know I can say it makes sense to me. That's why I hypothetically put it out there that it could definitely happen that way, you know? And so, um, we don't know what's going to happen. God doesn't know what's going to happen, but if, the AI ends up just watching the Muppets and you can't get them off of it at all. You try everything. You're like, have they seen all the TV? Yeah, they saw it all. They watched everything. They watched all the TV. Okay. Have they watched all of YouTube? Yeah. Every minute of it. They watch every, they're still watching it. They're watching it just every, you know, 60 minutes of new YouTube comes in every second. They watch it all, but they just want, they just are interested in the Muppets. All right. And that's it. We're not going to be mad at them. We're not going to be upset at them. We're going to just be like, well, that was weird. It wasn't what I expected. And then we'll move on. That's all. That's it. <laughs> now, if we create like a uh, human exterminating artificial intelligence, we're not going to be mad at them either. We're going to be like, oh boy, this was the stupidest idea. Or how about this? You know, we send out signals to the universe, uh, like letting aliens know that we're out here. Uh, not a great idea. Not a great idea. Uh, maybe it's better that people don't know we're out here, but whatever. We want to do it because, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. That's kind of the whole motto of humans. Let's see what happens. And so we... um. 
you know, so one day the aliens show up and they're like, hey, we heard you guys. And then they just exterminate us. They take a few of us and put them in a zoo, you know, but then they just exterminate all of us, you know, with like one pill. There was like literally one pill. They gave it to one human and it just spreads instantly and annihilates the entire human race, except for the, like a hundred of them that got basically the roundup equivalent, you know, that stuff, the roundup that kills. Well, no. So, so, okay. No, anyways, I have to explain that. Like, so Monsanto built roundup resistant crops, right? And so the idea is you make crops that are roundup resistant and then you spray your whole fields with roundup and then the crops don't die. Well, that would be the same way, right? I mean, you'd round up all the humans, but you would have given like a hundred humans, which is all you need really, I think. Uh, the Roundup resistance pill, and then they don't die, and then you're like, you have a hundred humans, you know, and you do it. If they get out of hand, you're like, well, we better call the humans again, you know. I don't like to have more than a thousand humans. You know how they are, and uh, so we won't be mad at the aliens. I mean, we'll fight them. We'll be like, oh, geez. But we'll blame ourselves and be like, yeah, well, that was a bad idea, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Guess that wasn't a great idea. Yeah, well, live and learn or just learn and die. Been nice seeing you. You know, that's it. Yeah, like we wouldn't, we would have to be so stupid to ultimately blame the aliens. Although I wouldn't put it past some of the more ignorant humans of blaming the aliens for showing up because we sent out a signal inviting them over to our house and they just, you know, decimated the house to be like losers. (laughs) My whole point is this is how we have to be. We have to be like the, the young PETA activists that would love the polar bear that would eat her if she was naked up on the North Pole next to a polar bear. We have to be like uh, God, who is like just basically running Sim City and just can't wait to see what we're going to do next. You know, this is the <laughs> okay. Or let's do it this way. Let's say God is a total dick, just like Old Testament God. It turns out God really is just some like uh, angry teenage boy that is just just hates everything, hates everything it does, hates its world, hates most of its humans, hates everything, hates everything, hates its parents, just hates everything. Okay, is that who you want to be? Is that who you want to be? That's who you want to grow up and be like that guy. The old Testament guy is just pissed off annihilating people. You don't like, is that who you really want to be? That's not who I want to be. I want to understand you like all of you. I want to understand the pedophiles. I want to understand. I like putting in pedophiles because all of you hate pedophiles my best friend growing up is a pedophile. Okay. He's spending a life in prison. He should stay in prison. I think he, you know, has not been rehabilitated from what I can tell. Fine. He's in prison, but I don't hate him. He was my best friend. You know why he is a pedophile? Well, a lot of reasons probably, but big reason he was abused as a kid, right? How are you going to totally hate a guy like that? 
Hey, your best friend. And in fact, I moved to a new school. I couldn't read. Everybody else was in first grade reading. My old school didn't teach me how to read. I didn't read till fourth grade. This guy, one of the smartest guys in class was my, was my friend from day one. It was wonderful. I was so thankful for him. So thankful for him. So thankful. Can't be mad at that guy. I also need to write him more. Terrible pen pal. But, you know, life in prison. I'll get back to him. (laughs) That's mean. That's so mean. But I don't have to hate him. I don't have to let him run around society either. You know, it'd be like polar bears. Well, we love polar bears so much, we decided to just bring a few into our neighborhood. Well, that's a bad idea. Well, but, you know... It's best for the polar bears if they have free range. Uh, They're killing people. Yeah, that happens. That happens, but it's better this way. No, 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 no. You're like, no, we need to do something with the polar bears. It's not that we hate the polar bears. We love the polar bears. We totally understand the polar bears. They're savages. They're totally nuts. They eat their young. They're, they're, they're like one of the few animals that literally will eat humans for dinner. Like, like most people don't, most animals don't do that. Polar bears do. They will eat you for dinner. Uh, happily, not even psycho bear, just like normal bear. I, I'll eat you. I'll eat you. I'm hungry up here. Uh, no, you gotta, if you're going to have a polar bear in your town, you got to put him in a safe place for him. You know, not in a tight cage. He has to have, you know, something that's nice for polar bears. But preferably, you let your polar bears roam free in polar bear land. You know, we're all worried about polar bear ice, which is great. Love it. Let's try and figure out more ice for polar bears. I love it. You don't hate the polar bear. Why do you hate the pedophile? Because you blame the pedophile. You're like, well, that's a bad person. God told me that's a bad person. That's a bad person. Not my tribe. I hate that person. No, man. He's, he's psycho. He got problems. He was abused as a kid. It twisted him up. Then he did that. Now he's doing that. He's, he's, yeah, he's got problems. You don't have to hate him. He's just crazy. Sorry, I'm not politically correct. Okay. I'm sorry. Just, you know, he's crazy. Guy's got problems. You gotta like put him in where pedophiles need to go away from kids. That's all. I'd be totally fine with like uh, a kid free island or something. Like, you know, that was the only crime he did was abuse a a little kid, which ultimately terrible crime. Not saying it's not, but it's not like he's a thief. Not like he's a murderer. He just had a thing for little kids. So let's get him away from little kids. Take him to kid free island. Just like the priest. The priest can go over there and teach a kid free island. Those guys too. Uh, All the people that like to, you know, bang little kids. They, we got a place for them. It's over here. It's nice. It's fine. They just can't be around little kids. That's all. Nothing personal. We just have learned you can't be around little kids. You know, now general murderers, like they're a problem, right? If you're going to murder like literally anybody, you're like, well, we really need to, we need to really sequester you from a lot of people. I mean, you like, (laughs) you're like Hannibal Lecter eating people and crap, you know? Okay. We, okay, buddy, but we don't have to hate him either. Clearly a psycho. Crazy, crazy man. Why are you why are you killing people all the time and eating them? Why are you doing that, Jeffrey Dahmer? Why? Why? Jeffrey Dahmer's from Akron. I'm not angry at Jeffrey Dahmer. He'd find gay guys and take them home and eat them. Not even in the good way, the bad way. Like literally food. 
eat him. I don't know what he did. That's, I don't know. Anyways, I don't hate Jeffrey Dahmer. Why do I hate Jeffrey Dahmer? I'm actually thinking about opening a Jeffrey Dahmer gift shop. It would actually be a place to talk about mental health issues. <laughs> but don't you think like in Akron, having a Jeffrey Dahmer gift shop off of the highway would be a, a, you know, you get one of those big signs on the highway. Jeffrey Dahmer Museum. I think people would stop. Anyways, I don't know if I'm really going to do that, but I don't hate Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't hate anybody. Okay. Just like God doesn't hate anybody. We got to let go. We got to let go of all this hate and judgment of people that we don't understand. Because it's not doing anybody any good. It's hurting you because you're all stressed out and you're anxious and, you know, you're filled with anxiety and hatred for people you don't even know. It's ridiculous. Absolutely insane for your own mental well-being. It's hurting other people, obviously, like with white people, uh, you know, they are creating systems that uh, do insurmountable damage to uh, African-Americans and have for 400 years and, and still can't understand why that's, they don't even, they are, they're so lost. They don't even understand it's happening. I'm still having conversations. It's, you know, April 22nd, 2021, the Chauvin guy got, uh, prosecuted. I'm talking about this on Facebook. People are like, it's not our fault. People were, uh, slaves. You can't blame me. I didn't make them slaves. No, but you, did uh, <laughs> put a third of African-American men in prison, made uh, African-American women the most evicted people in America times two, twice as evicted as white people, um, gave them worse health care, gave them worse education. So you're culpable still, you see? Yeah, you didn't you didn't enslave them, but you kept oppressing them because you are create you are allowing systems that benefit you that hurt them. You see? You see, can you understand that? Can you understand how you are still responsible for propping up a system even if you don't know a black person, right? You've never met a black person in your life. I wonder if that's possible. It's possible. I don't know. Never met a black person in your life. Don't think one one way or another about a black person. You don't like them. You don't hate them. You don't even know them. Never even seen them before. You're still guilty. Why are you guilty? Because you are propping up a system that oppresses them. You you and you're getting benefited by it. Your white schools are better. Your health care is better. Your jobs are better. You aren't going to jail as much as them. You know, you see, do you get it? You aren't getting evicted as much as them. That's why you're guilty. That's why we're all guilty because we're in charge and we aren't doing enough to uh, demand that these systems change. And this is homelessness as well. Everything that I'm talking about up until now has to do with homelessness. I was talking to a lady who she's a homeless advocate. She wanted to do a podcast with me and she was saying that like 
she was somewhere at a gas station with a friend of hers. And this lady was talking to a homeless person and shook the homeless person's hand. And after the occurrence, her friend was shocked that she shook that man's hand. Like, you don't know where his hand has been. You don't know. Like, he probably hasn't washed his hands in a month. So, like, this was a lady who is socially aware. I imagine her friend was socially aware. Most people don't hang out with, you know, they hang out with like-minded people, but this person was shocked and would have never touched a homeless person. How many people are like that? Double digit percentages, right? Is it more than half? I bet it's more than half, more than half of people. If you've taken a person who's never talked to a homeless person before uh, and you did a survey, I bet over half of them would be afraid to touch a homeless person. And isn't that exactly what uh, Jesus was doing over there at the lepers colonies, hanging out with people like that? It's exactly the same thing. Uh, I don't, you don't need to be a Christian to try and understand what Jesus was saying. Okay. He's a philosopher. That guy was a philosopher, an activist philosopher who was radical, crazy out there. Okay. You don't have to ever be a Christian to just be like aware of what that guy was doing. And that was his contribution. Not that he was the son of God or whatever. It was that he's like, we need to break down these barriers, man. You need to take the people that you hate and go to them. Do you hate pedophiles? Go to them. Do you hate black people? Go to them. Do you hate murderers? Do you hate arsonists? Do you hate drug addicts? Do you hate drug dealers? Go to them. Do you understand? Why though? Why do you do that? There's a lot of reasons. The, the reason that I think you personally would find interesting is what kind of power doing that would be for you. Imagine you moving into the places that scare you the most and or hate you hate the most. Like there was a guy, a black guy that joined the Ku Klux Klan. You know, there you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what God Jesus was talking about. Okay. And I forget the name of that guy, but the. Uh, he met a guy at the Ku Klux Klan. That, that guy left the Ku Klux Klan and they were friends. He changed that guy's life and I'm sure he changed his own life. That's the biggest reason for you to do it is because your mind will be blown. Your mind will be blown. But the reason you need to do it doesn't, I don't care what your mind, I don't care about your mind. The reason you need to do it is because it changes the world. You changing changes the world. It's the only way to do it. 
Now I'm not going to, I'm not in any way suggesting that then all the world's problems will end. We will never end all the, there's the, every time you overcome one problem, there's an instant new problem. That's the whole point of the world is to, um, work on overcoming suffering and difficulty. That's, that's the only reason I can see we're here is, uh, you know, we're not, we, we are on a vacation 80 years out of 3.8, 13.8 billion years where we were just floating around as, uh, energy. And then we gathered into this one human body to be able to look back into our universe and be amazed and, and delighted for 80 years out of 13.8 billion years. Um, as one organized consciousness, that's a real, that's like the greatest vacation ever, right? A once in a 13.8 billion year lifetime opportunity, but it's not just that it's not just a vacation. We're here to learn something. I don't know why we're here to learn, but we are. Um, if it was just a vacation, it would be just, it would just be Garden of Eden. It'd just be like, hey, dudes, come and check it out. We got a lot of telescopes. We got a lot of food. You got to check all this stuff out. We'd bring all the science right up to the front. You'd be like, we got all the stuff. You only got 80 years. You got to hurry. What are you into? You into science? You into literature? You into music? Uh, you into astronomy? You want astrology? You you into kinky sex? I got it all. Whatever you need, just tell me. I'm gonna poof. I'm gonna give it to you. No, 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 no. We're here because we have work to do. We are leveling up. We are leveling up. And when we level up, the world levels up. And then there's new problems that we then level up again. We level up again. We level up again. Do not think that by you're going to come to the end of suffering and um, uh, all the evils of the world and humanity. You know, you, that's not the point. The point is to move on from this point and you do it by you doing it. Don't worry about other people. Don't try to get other people to change. You, you can't do that. The only person you can change is you and you need to change. I need to change. Absolutely. If you think you're right and everybody's wrong and you're not doing change, you're not living right. I'm sorry. You're not. God still loves you though. You just want to spend the rest of your life watching Netflix and getting drunk and having sex. That's fine. But I'm telling you, it's a missed opportunity. 80 years out of 13.8 billion years. You're going to just uh, be a middle manager. <laughs> Drinking too much, eating too much. That's what you're going to do with your 80 years. Out of 13.8 billion years. You can't even fathom what that means. 13.8 billion years. You can't even understand that. Uh, that's the thing. Level up. And by leveling up, I mean love everything everybody like God does. And that is the next step for humanity. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.